0: Yes, just want to remind people that uh, my talk's War of the Worlds video is now on YouTube for free, thanks to our buddy David of First Equity making a $5,000 donation. So if you go to MyTalk1071.com keyword project, not only could you watch the video, but you can listen to War of the Worlds as it sort of was meant to be a radio play. And I recommend uh, trying it once each way.
1: Yeah. Very cool.
0: Thank you. And now here's the part of the week where I throw it to myself. Yeah. Shall we play a game game, game, game? Because it's time for Pop Culture Jeopardy. Uh, I was trying to think of a theme today and I thought, you know... I didn't actually. I, I thought of the idea before I realized that none of us watched any TV last night. I did. Oh, you? But well, you? Did, but we didn't watch the stressful television. No, last no, night. we
2: didn't I didn't watch election.
0: Right, yep. and so I thought to myself, let's talk about other stressful TV nights. Ooh. And I found a list that Entertainment Weekly made a couple years back about the most stressful TV episodes of all time. Ooh. All right. And then I took the IMDb entries for those show for those specific episodes. And I'm going to see if I can read the description of the episode. You tell me the series that it took place on. Okay. Okay. Right, so, so
1: this is stra- this is just
2: TV show.
0: So, so yeah, guessing the name
2: of the show
1: oh, yeah, the, the show. Yeah, I'm going to describe
0: right. a, a very stressful episode of that show. I'll even give you the uh, the year and the episode number. Not that that, that I mean, will matter. But, but The year might be helpful. Yes. Yeah, okay. So here's number one, 2013. This was season three, episode nine. Rob and Catelyn arrive at the twins for the wedding. Jon is put to the test to see where his loyalties truly lie. Bran's group decides to split up. Full da- house. Daenerys plans an invasion. Oh, hey, to us!
2: Was- I get it first.
0: Oh, yes.
1: damn it. Oh. Daenerys was the giveaway name. Yeah. That's that the
0: was. Reigns of Castamere episode, aka the Red Wedding episode. Oh, yes. the Red I'm Wedding. Thrones.
1: I'm glad you're not I, making us guess the episode right, name because no, that would really that would be horrible. Why, no. It'd be like a song name. Right.
0: <laughs> right. All right, let's try this one. Season 5, episode 14. This is an, also in 2013. Walt goes on the run. Oh, Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. What did you say? I get it. Breaking Bad.
1: I said waking Umar. <laughs> yeah, Julia <laughs> no. didn't even say the name right.
0: Jaking Rad or something yeah. like that. Yes. Breaking Bad. Mm <laughs> hmm. Yes, the Walter was the, was the dead giver. I know it. I, I know. know. Some of these are gonna be easier than others. Well,
2: yeah. Walter White, though, like just that's an he a name. was a what an unbelievable character. And what an amazing
1: man in person. He was oh. so kind. He We had several moments. I know we have. Him. He's he's lovely. Mm-hmm. Can you remember his name for $10? Um Brian Cranston. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Good job. And who was his college roommate? John Hurley. John O'Hurley. Really? Mm-hmm. 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 Best friends. Mm-hmm. Did you tell us that we were having a drink at Mm -hmm. the bar with him? Mm -hmm. John O'Hurley told us. Mm -hmm.
0: And John O'Hurley hosted a game show that Lori was once on, so we just connected Lori... Uh To Walter White in just two steps. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. Okay.
0: Um, Not to mention we did meet him in person I know. several times. And, time. and yeah. I made a promo where he accidentally touched Julia's boob, I think.
2: I, well, he did. And he yeah. apologized. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> John O'Hurley. <laughs> oh,
0: that's funny. So Julia's he was, he was boob is connected of- to Brian Cranston in just two steps. Right.
1: <laughs> I ran. I'm closer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, so uh, 2010, season six, episode 23, a crisis erupts at the hospital. Meredith. ER. And- Grey's Anatomy. Yes, yeah, Grey's
1: Anatomy. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think Did of I even it.
0: get to any of the characters' names? I just said Meredith. Meredith, Meredith and Christina and, and, and that's, that's
1: why Lori quit watching ER because you hated Meredith's voice. No, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, that's what I mean. Gray's yeah, Anatomy. Alan Pompeo yeah. drove me nuts. She drove nuts. And I quit because we were bored. It was like season it, six or seven.
2: It was the season after McDreamy left. Yeah. you gotta be honest. Yeah, once he left, our our, our Je Je quoi left for that show, but it's still on, and I think we'd still like it. Because, People still love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know. I mean, it uh, it's a soap. It doesn't ever get old. And right. I don't know. Meredith probably would have grown on me. Maybe it was how she was with McDreamy that bugged me. She was kind of white, you know. I don't know. I always felt like she was asking him to notice her. The very first,
1: the, the very first episode though of Grey's Anatomy oh, is so gosh. great. Yeah. you're you're in. All right, yeah. back to you. Marco.
0: Okay, so again, these are stressful TV episodes that I'm describing for you from their IMDb uh, entry, season six, episode thirteen. Back to 2013. That must have been a good year in TV. Jax has to handle some. So now that was a tie. That was a tie. Good job. All right. That was the "A Mother's Work" episode of Sons of Anarchy.
2: What is what episode was uh, it? Uh,
0: a, it was called "A Mother's Work," but the it was season six, episode thirteen.
2: That was the penultimate episode of the before the finale. That sounds about right. Katie Seagal, something happens. A mother's work. Oh my gosh, that was. Remember, we were like, I didn't, oh, watch, didn't that watch that episode. It was heart stopping. What happened that episode? So yeah,
0: I didn't see it, but I trust you, and, and I that's when we learned Weekly.
2: what. They kept, we're like, what is the, why do they always call it penultimate? And Donnie yeah, like we schooled did. us on, I know, I, it's the second, second to the last yeah, episode right. and very often as good as the final episode, if it's really good. Right. Like Breaking Bad
0: had a great penultimate. Yeah, you're right. That, that sort of pre, you know, Game of Thrones almost always uh, had the yes, second to the last episode. It was had the major really battle.
2: great. Right. So. Okay.
0: All right. Season three, episode one from 2015. Tensions simmer between Philip and Elizabeth. as The they crown. G- crown. What'd you say?
2: I got it. The crown. No,
0: nope, it's not. It's actually, oh. that's funny. Okay. Those the, yeah. Dude. As okay. they disagree over handling orders from the center. When Elizabeth loses key intel, Philip enlists Annalise on a mission. Oh, it's a scandal. How to get away with murder. Outcome. How no. to get away with murder. No. no. A scandal. It's one. It's the show I'm watching right now. In case you've been paying attention to my life, okay.
2: Just hold on. No, oh, it's not Annalise. No, it's Skeeting. Annalise. Keating. It's not How to Get Away with Murder. I, he, no, I know what
1: you're watching. Oh, um, because we listen, uh, Marco. I
0: know. Uh, the Center is another clue. I don't. I don't I think Star Trek. Got... No, it's actually The Americans.
2: Oh,
1: The
0: Americans. Oh, so... I know. It's okay. Which that had. That no, I won't. But okay. this,
2: the every year it has a great finale. But when that series ended, again that penulti- the penultimate okay. and the finale to the last thing is. Bonkers, and I quit dropper. that show yeah, like the third season
0: in. Oh, it's so good. Everybody tells me that that show ends well, so it I'm does. Excited.
2: You will be. It's very satisfying, and it's very eye opening about Russia and America. Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, again, these are stressful TV episodes. Okay. Um, here we are, season three, episode twenty two from two thousand seven. Jack and the survivors wait for Charlie. Walking
2: Dead, the Walking to, Dead. To
0: turn off the others' signal jamming Fear of device. Fear the Walking Dead not knowing that he has been captured at the Looking Glass station. In addition, Sayed, Jin, and Bernard are captured after oh, the lost. others lost. Oh,
1: yes. Oh, gosh, Lori, you threw me off. I loved Lost. I love Now, that's another first, the first one in Lost was... But
2: that... Ending sucked. It didn't bug me as bad
1: as for you. <laughs> oh, come that
0: would on. be another great show. I love that show. What I've, I've th- always heard is that Lost started good, it and, then started it so good. Bad, yeah. and then it and got super bad, and then, then, it then it got, got good. good again, and then it fin, and then it fizzled. It fizzled. It had a
2: terrible ending. It did not have a penultimate, and the ending stunk. And I just remember the plane stop it, and the church. I'm not even giving away a damn thing. It I was know what you They were. They were also they smoked pot and did the story, but they forgot to have somebody do the posty notes and the strings. She's be,
0: okay. I get it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. It, it, for the writer's room. Yeah. Got it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um I'll do another it's one. It's three here. and
2: a half to one and a half. Yes, for okay. people
0: keeping score. Great. Getcha. you. Uh, these are stressful TV episodes that I'm describing. Season five, episode twelve from two thousand four. Tony makes a request to John. Ooh, that was Julia, I got right? It. Mm-hmm. All right. I three and, and like a half to two I totally there. got that All line. Right. The this... judge rules. Okay. Season one, episode 20, 1995. Dr. Benton has to deal with the aftermath of his E-R. mother's fall. Yes. Oh, yes.
1: How did you remember that? Dr. Name? Benton was the de-
2: That was, uh, what's his name?
1: Andrew Goose.
2: Goose. Dr. Benton?
0: Oh, was he? Uh, Goose. um yeah, the guy from Top yeah, Gun?
2: Yeah. I, I don't know if he was Dr. Uh, Benton. Well, who was Dr. Anthony Benton? Edwards? Dr. Benton was, uh, yeah, I feel it, like he was a black guy. Whatever wow. that guy's name was. I can't think of the actor. Oh, he's so hot.
0: Eric. Eric es- LaSalle. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Both job. of us got to Dr. Benton. Wow. Good, good job. Okay, we've got a couple more here. Um, Four season- and a half to two and a half. Season 3, episode 7, 2006, lives are forever changed when Carolyn Bigsby holds shoppers hostage at a local supermarket. Meanwhile, Gabrielle and Carlos finish dividing oh, their assets. Uh, Desperate Housewives. Yes. <laughs>
2: That's right. Oh, God.
0: All right, we got... Three.
2: That actually happened. Oh, it I, did. We I loved that I show. I loved that show. Remember well, the petty biatch that the creator, yeah, Mark Cherry, Cherry getting rid of Nicola Sheridan? Sheridan. He electrocuted her. With no way of ever coming back. That was was shocking. That show, Desperate Housewives, was so good, and it also offered so much gossip.
1: It really did.
2: So much fodder, and, and we that,
1: had so many events around it. That was really fun.
2: It was, and I feel like our first year at the SAG Awards, it was a desperate race year
1: because we begged Gabrielle Eva Longoria to even look at us. Mm-hmm. She couldn't. She couldn't look at us. <laughs> she was three feet away, smoking a cigarette. No, we, she wasn't smoking. We, she was. We begged her yeah. to just look at us and wave. Mm-hmm. Just, just please. We love you. We watch you. Please, just look. Nothing. Were your girls from Minnesota? No, nothing. nothing. She just stared straight was ahead. Was it the first year? Yeah, it was. Okay. And Kiefer Sutherland was back he, behind yeah. her smoking cigarettes and he waved.
2: Yeah, he did.
1: All right, back to you. Okay, stressful TV episodes. half.
0: All right, this is a close it's one. Close. Uh, season three, episode five from 2012. The Crawleys excitedly await. Oh, d- d- Downton Abbey. Yes. yes. Oh, it's oh, tied. We, we are tied. tied. We are tied. All right. Crawleys. Um season one, episode twelve from twenty eleven. In the second part of the two episode season finale, Walker secures a secures a perch for his mission and Brody makes his final preparations.
1: Oh i know preparations this. Oh oh. Yes,
0: Julia. Yes. All right. Can Julia hold on to the lead? We got two left. Okay. Season four, episode ten from twenty fifteen. Olivia Pope comes face to yeah. up- I get it. I think Lori did yes. get that all right, right? It's five to five. Mm-hmm. Five okay. and a half. Mm-hmm. So here oh, it boy. is. The mm-hmm. final mm-hmm. one. Okay. We're going to go all the way back to 2003 on this one. Season four, episode 23. In the wake of his daughter's kidnapping, the president must make a decision 24. between being a father and being president.
2: West um, Wing? No. Yes, it
0: is West Wing. It is, is it? Yes, that was a good guess. Was I changed it? the I changed the name. It said <sighs> Bartlett in the description. I figured that'd be too easy.
2: That was a good
0: one. That, wow. was. that yeah. was a good, very
2: competitive.
0: Yeah, but good.
2: a good idea. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That was cool. fun. That it took us down
1: memory lane with all those shows. Those were all Homeland people. Oh. I have friends who just started watching Homeland.
2: They're so hooked. It's beyond.
0: It's such a great show. And that was another one that got bad for a while and then got good again.
2: Yes. It had, you know what, sometimes, and Sons of Anarchy had a terrible season. I can't remember if it was three or four. It's where they go to Ireland.
1: um, Like Scandal had a bad season too. Yeah, it
2: will sometimes happen with a show that has six or seven, but then the writers get back on track. I don't recall that with uh, the Americans, though. And I don't recall that with Justified.
1: Oh, Justified is another another one on my list. I got to write
2: these down for
1: people because I've got. it's so amazing many how
2: many shows on FX so the Americans yes. justified yeah. breaking bad sons of anarchy uh, FX was is always mm-hmm. been a great um you know they've always they've had, they've had some been great been programs. premium yeah really great stuff but I I did re, it was fun revisiting the TV shows yeah cool. that was well, fun i will do
0: some more of that I'll get more TV in
2: here okay that was fun all right, okay, fun. All right. we'll be back okay fun we'll be back with holly
3: this is a my talk dirt alert
4: Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Hi, Holly. What do you got for us, hon? Well, we've got a little Britney Spears legal drama to start this Dirt more? Alert update off with more. Give me, yes. give me more. <laughs> uh, give me more. Uh, Britney Spears says her business manager quit out of the blue, but she claims the bigger issue that she's having right now is that Jamie Spears, her dad, hired a new manager without giving her any notice. So Britney's legal team filed documents requesting Bessemer Trust Company become the sole conservator of her business affairs as opposed to just co-conservator with her dad Jamie. In these documents, Britney says that the mo- says the move that set things in motion was an October 28th letter telling Britney that TriStar Sports and Entertainment Group resigned as Britney's business manager without any prior notice.
2: Whoa, whoa!
4: Yeah, and she's upset that her dad hired this guy named Michael Kane of Miller Kaplan to come in as the new business manager without giving her notice or even a chance to interview Kane, review the terms of his hiring, or consider alternatives. So, dad just put this guy in charge, and Brittany has no idea. I think who this person is. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of
5: this
3: is Chris Jenner,
4: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday
0: so the fun never ends.
3: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
2: Did the other people quit and mm-hmm. what's going on. Is there anybody that could be taking advantage of Brittany by having her do this? Does... You know what I mean? Oh, it's all so complicated and messy.
1: Because you just never know where the truth
4: is. Is there any blind items about Britney? Uh, Not really concerning the conservatorship, uh, but, well, there are some blind items concerning another aspect of this story, and that would be concerning her sister, Jamie Lynn Spears. So the report from yesterday afternoon was that Britney Spears' sister, Jamie Lynn, has dropped her move to become the head of Britney Spears' trust. And then she would be more involved in Britney Spears' finances. That's because
2: her dad probably told her to or something, and her mom agreed.
4: Right. I can't really see
2: the that, sister, that ever really happening, that that being no. a good idea. No.
4: Yeah, so according to court documents, Jamie Lynn has informed the court she's withdrawing her petition yeah. and no longer wishes to pursue the path. However, the blind items... Concerning Jamie Lynn Spears is, don't believe the hype of this report. Jamie Lynn Spears is still going to be on the family dole somehow. It's just not going to be through this avenue.
1: Yeah, no, she should not be in charge of that.
2: No. No. No.
1: But she should also have her sister's best interest in mind.
2: Of of course. And being in charge of your sister's money would be very... The mental
1: illness here, you know, it feels like all we've talked about for 10 years Yeah is this ship? And she was so young
2: when it all started. You know what I mean? Well, she, she really wasn't that young. And bipolar can yep. happen to anybody. Of course it at, can. At, at, you know, I mean, and it does, I think, sometimes happen to people like maybe late 20s, 30s. And, creatives. Yes, can. Yeah. that's when it can happen. So, I mean, that's really... The the court I, has to, I guess, they're the ones who are deciding whether or not Brittany can... Handle I guess her you own just, money.
1: You don't hear about it so often because
2: there's Would you want somebody who have a hundred and fifty million dollar fortune who wasn't like like they could be easily taken advantage no, of, of. It's such a not. dilemma.
1: It's such a dilemma though.
4: Yeah, it really is. Yeah, very much so. So the original petition Jamie Lynn filed that back in August, and uh, that surprised fans that Jamie Lynn wanted to get legally of involved course, with yeah. Britney Spears's estate. Makes no
2: sense, but her dad really. I mean, what? I mean, you think he would give? Respect your daughter and introduce her to the new people. But maybe he was trying not to upset her and hoped she wouldn't find out. I don't know.
4: Yeah. So Brittany is going to file a petition to remove Jamie as the co-conservator of her estate so that that trust company can serve in that role alone.
2: Uh, I don't like that idea either. I feel like that's the trust company saying that. I mean, I think her dad... I don't know. You know what I mean? I sometimes I distrust the trust companies that are making big fees off of something like this.
4: Oh, sure. You know, I think there was a report in Los Angeles magazine maybe last year or sometime around the Britney Spears conservatorship story picking up speed and that there's a lot of abuse in this industry Mm -hmm. Uh, of predatory people going after other people with conservatorships, running these conservatorships essentially into the ground. Right, and kind of
2: whispering in about, oh, your family doesn't have the best interests. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's just really, oh.
4: Yeah, I think that that was kind of the case. Oh, what was the example? It, it was the pers- the widow of the creator I believe, of either Batman or Superman. Do you remember this story? Right. And that she was really taken advantage of with these people who run these conservatorship Mm -hmm. operations. And it's it's only... They pay
2: themselves more
4: than they pay the person for their allowance and their life
2: and stuff. And they just do a lot of legal nonsense right doesn't need to be done
4: right right so we'll keep an eye on the story and and keep you updated on that Um, in thirst trap news Brian Austin Green Tori Spelling all of that stuff Whew, it's still going on so Tori Spelling is praising Brian Austin Green's le- real life parenting skills oh, please
2: <laughs> is this ever thirsty it's
4: so thirsty so Tori Spelling did this on Instagram today she made her comments after Brian Austin Green was dragged by Megan Fox over on his Instagram account by posting a photo of himself with one of his three sons okay we've forgotten about that we've moved on we've got other things <laughs> Things we're thinking about nobody's thinking about the Halloween anymore. No, nobody's <laughs> thinking about nobody, nobody is thinking about the Halloween. No. Uh, but, you know, Tori Spelling is she's a working gal. And if this is what it means to be working, then she's going to perpetuate all of this gossip. But this is all part of a podcast that Tori and Jenny Garth do mm. about no. Beverly Hills 90210. So, I mean, why don't you listen? no. <laughs> no no we had oh. jenny
1: garth on our show i was oh. so bored i was she's so, right she's right painful. up there in one
2: of the worst guests she ever was. she's she in was the top painful. five yeah. oh, her, in
1: studio oh in the, couldn't even make her smile or look make eye contact with yeah us. it was
2: like she so didn't want to be there and we're just like we're sorry that you've been famous and on a show that, that we've loved forever and, and that we want to talk to you about your, your book your memoir and no, we won't ask you any questions about your, why did your hot husband and you Peter. split up Peter, you know, after Fashion he was alley. in twilight. We mm-hmm. just lost 30 pounds during COVID. Right. But I mean, it, that was kind of a thing. And we said, no, we won't bring it up. And yeah, but it's your memoir. Right. She <laughs> it's your memoir. Talk about it. I mean, we couldn't have been more like, you know, lovely. Yeah, just, oh, we were on good we were, yeah. It was not like it was Inside Edition hardcore <laughs> now, uh, <yeah>. reporting <laughs> going on from us.
4: Oh my gosh!
2: Right. Well, I <laughs> mean, you, know,
4: you guys had your Hoda Copy Frank Sinatra Jr. episode. Yeah. Frank right. Sinatra Jr. was Hoda's worst interview ever because he came on a show to talk about, about a book his- he wrote about his dad, Frank Sinatra, but didn't want to talk about uh, his dad.
2: Yeah. No, it's really awkward. It's hard to know where to go when you get shut down right away. And
1: someone doesn't have a personality. Right, and in
2: person, too. is yeah, shocking. that was really hard. How act. do you make somebody sparkle who's determined not to? Oh,
4: boy, yeah. It's like, hey. That is a, that's <laughs> a really good pumper sticker. It is. You want to help people sparkle, it but is. when they don't want to, what the heck are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, before we leave, want to announce that Dave Chappelle and the Foo Fighters are going to be the lineup for this weekend's Saturday Night Live. Foo Fighters are celebrating the 25th anniversary of their debut album, and uh, it looks like they're going to be playing some some tracks off of that on SNL this Saturday. That's I think that's going to be good. Dave Editor. Chappelle. Oh he's my gosh. I mean,
2: he's, he's got a lot good. to live up to with Adele's performance. Yeah. It was so good. He's and funny. He, and I guess he's got a great interview with uh, Letterman on my next guest. is he's, They've got some good stuff out of him. Wonderful. All right. Thanks, Holly, so much. You're welcome. We come back. I've rented Scandal.
0: And then there was a scandal vintage
1: scandal it was quite the scandal okay so i'm going to take you back remember i've been spending time with matthew McConaughey um this week he's very demanding of my time yeah. and his new book is green lights it's his memoir it's his, a, memoir, is it's his not? memoir it is and he reads it to us mm-hmm. to you which i find is it
2: green lights or green, green lights? light green, green lights. lights green okay.
1: lights and these are positive moments
2: like like is he like this green? Just a green light, light. Yeah, yeah, green light. So, oh.
1: so basically, what I'm finding out, we're going to go into the scandal, which is what happened the night he was naked playing the bongos in oh. Austin, Texas. Oh, that's an infamous scandal that
2: that kind of
1: added to his cachet. It was one hundred percent. But I'm just going to give you a little bit of the setup first. Okay. So, since since he was that been in born, the '90s, yeah, it was yeah, okay. in the '90s, like okay. 1998. Since he has been like seven years old, he always, he likes to write. He had diaries, you know, diaries after journals and and diaries. And he has two other brothers. One of them was adopted because their parents didn't think they could have kids kind of thing. And their mom and dad had been married and divorced three times. And his dad died making love to his mom. His dad was a character. Okay. His mom is a character. Right. And he is super smart super educated Matthew, Matthew McConaughey, but has lived this very unconventional life.
2: Okay. And so we go through, and that's interesting too, because even to be a a lifelong, someone who writes, writes to keep journals and diaries—that's very unusual
1: know. for a young man growing yeah, up in Texas. I think it's
2: unusual for anybody. Right. I mean, it just takes a lot of discipline to do that. And he has—boy, does this guy have discipline? Okay.
1: So one of the early things is in his life is um, his mom starts kind of would go away for a while, and he'd just hang out would with his go dad away with other men, or he no. doesn't really say. No, she would just go to Florida, okay, to hang out. Kind of, his parents took breaks, okay kind of thing and um after high school he just kind of wasn't ready to do anything his mom said why not go on an exchange program so he goes on a foreign exchange program but the deal is you have to guarantee you'll stay for a year so he goes to australia mm. and he has to promise that you'll stay for a year so he goes he's with the funkiest weirdest family way 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 far out that at one point wanted them to him to call them mom and dad they're weird weird kids just a weird situation he starts thinking that he's going to be a priest he starts losing weight he didn't fit in anywhere because this is just the most ab ab abnormal family you've ever been with okay (laughs) and then um you know when he does all these deep dives into spirituality and what's my purpose and all of that mm-hmm. um so that's kind of a theme what's my purpose mm-hmm. what's my spirituality kind of thing why am i here well how can i make a difference i always He's thought very... that
2: sounded awful to be a foreign exchange student oh no Could i we... always i think it sounded fun oh not me I maybe because we moved all the time well, right kids. you already
1: did all that but i
2: remembered being fascinated that anyone would willingly leave their family in their home and And go to a completely different high school in another land. And I just thought, oh, my gosh. So when he comes back from Australia, 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 after a
1: very long year, that turned out very well. And we know he probably never talked to his parents or anything, because back then... You wrote letters. Right. You wrote letters, and the only one that wrote him was his mom. Okay. And so then he comes home, and he decides he's always wanted to be a lawyer. So he goes to Texas A&M, which is in Austin, Texas. And he's in Mm, law school. Is that University of... Texas. University of Texas. Thank you, mm-hmm. the Longhorns. And he goes there and kind of decides he needs some money. And he got this hand modeling job and kind of got some other he got parts, a hand modeling job. Kind of, of that okay. he had nice hands. And then he'd go out for calls and would get kind of weird ad stuff, but nothing really big. And then he decides he kind of wants to get into film. He's more interested in telling stories and doing that sort of thing and switches gears. And so he, how he got his very first job in um fast times at ridgemont high well, days, and, days confused. and confused thank mm-hmm. you where he does the all right all right all right mm-hmm. he had a small part but he he like manifests things and said i'm gonna be this guy and he reminded him the part just did the, he ad-lib that part totally wow totally mm-hmm. and he got more and more parts because he just remembered what his older brother pat was like who was this big golfer
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um how cool he was because he was his older brother and so he just trying to so he always
2: had this confidence oh, and swagger.
1: But he pretended and he would like be the role of his right, older brother. Okay. and he, So the part just kept getting bigger and bigger. And like he was asked to be in um, A Time to Kill, which was the John Grisham book. And this is he doesn't have any acting chops, really. But besides being this part, small part character in that movie. Mm-hmm. And he they asked him to read for this part. And he's like, well, well, why don't I have the lead? And I'm like, dude you don't you're not a leading man you can't carry a movie you're right and he's like no really just let me try out for it and then circumstances happen and Sandra Bullock's name started to rise when they were doing the casting of this cuz she was his co host or co castmate or whatever co yeah, coaster um, thank you and um they thought well she can maybe carry carry the movie and then they gave him a chance to do it and he got that part which was unheard of wow so He's had luck, but he makes it happen for himself. And he's super smart, but he always has weird dreams. Like he should, he's always left Hollywood to go and travel to the Amazon, to go and travel in. To like recalibrate or something? Totally, totally, totally. So now he is...
2: Get back in touch with himself. Totally. It was like some of my friends yesterday who told me they were going to go out and do stuff in the yard because they just need to get their hands in the dirt to distract themselves.
1: And that's one of his things, too. And so he would... He first started, he bought this like old Safari Dodge van and decked it out after he had a little bit of money, but put in a recording tape right above himself so he could record because he'd always make cassettes and tapes and recording and write poetry. And this is is what he's done for years and years and years. And then he'd go and live and he'd pick up people and he'd have his meetings in his um, van (laughs) And then he bought an Airstream because he was sl- sick of sleeping in the van kind of thing. Right. But he'd pick up people in Denver and drive them to Lincoln, Nebraska, and they'd have meetings on the way. I and mean, he's always been unconventional. Yeah, okay. And then he fell into the rom-com thing, which he loved. He said, this is so much fun. These are perfect movies. He was having such a great time. So... He's been on the road now for three years being, living out of the camper and stuff. This is after A Time
2: to Kill and he's now famous. He's famous. Okay. Okay,
1: but not big time famous, but he's pretty- He's recognized. He's recognized. He hasn't done um, big movies yet. So here he is- Famous, still he's Matthew McConaughey, Mm -hmm. and he decides I'm gonna go move back to Austin. I loved Austin, and he buys a a little house in Terrytown, which is kind of a funky neighborhood right outside, right in uh, downtown Austin. And the Texas Longhorns are playing the Nebraska Cornhuskers, (laughs) and that sounds
5: like a big football. It's a big football rivalry. And his
1: team wins. Okay, so here's a little bit of audio.
5: My 18th-ranked Texas Longhorns had just beaten the undefeated and number three nationally-ranked Nebraska Cornhuskers 24-20, to handing the Huskers their only defeat of the season. The city was on fire, and so was I. It was time to celebrate. I partied through the night into Sunday and through Sunday night without sleeping a wink. Bumper sticker! If you're high enough, the sun's always shining. (laughs) (laughs) At 2.30 that Monday morning, I finally decided to wind down. It was time to lower the lights, get undressed, open up the window, and let the jasmine scent of my garden come inside. (laughs) It was time to smoke a bowl and listen to the beautiful African melodic beats of Henri de Kange play through my home speakers. It was time to stand over my drum set and follow the rhythm of the blues before they got to Memphis, on my favorite Afro-Cuban drum-born ceremony and speaking in tongues, the congas. For me, the congas, bongos, and djembe have always been the purest and most instinctual instruments. No sticks, no electricity, no equalizer, no strings, no tools or amendments—just skin to skin with the most analog spoken language, prayer and dance known to man. The percussion, the root of music from the roots of music, Africa. It was time to lose my mind in it, take flight into the haze and slip into the dream. It was time for a jam session.
1: And he has a lot of rhyming things I and hear poems, that. but but it's just his life was bigger than life. Right, okay, right, so right. here he is.
0: And in case you're wondering, Julia listens to Audible at 1.3.
1: I do. That's why it's a little faster. Yeah, okay. So that's why the speed is. Yeah, this is the speed is faster because otherwise it's too slow for me.
0: Yeah. And it gives Julia more time to talk during this segment. It's a win win.
1: Thank you, guys. All right. So now this is what happens. He's naked playing the bongos. In his house. In his house. Late at night on a Monday night with the windows
2: all with open the windows to get the cinnamon all open. jasmine smell, smell in.
0: and in. I hope I got all the swear words out.
1: We hope and yeah, otherwise we'll keep hit my the, hand near the button. All right, yeah. and here you go.
5: Mr. McConaughey, you are under arrest for disturbing the peace, possession of marijuana, and resisting arrest, he proudly stated while squatting atop me knee in my back. You mother, you broke into my house. Yeah, I resisted. That's enough, he grunted then wrangled me to my feet. We're taking you downtown. The other officer, the more civil one of the two, grabbed a blanket off the couch and moved to wrap it around my body. Oh, no. No, 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 I barked. I'm not putting shit on. My naked ass is proof I was minding my own business. They escorted me out of my house through the courtyard entry on the way to the street. Still naked and reluctant to submit to the <laughs> inevitability of my predicament, I got relative and decided it would be a clever idea to run up the walls left and right of the gated passageway and do a somersault backflip over the Cornhusker cop who was guiding me from behind. Now My thinking was that in mid-flight, while upside down in the air, I would assume a pike position and then slide my cuffed wrist under my butt and up and over my legs, (laughs) then stick the landing behind the Cornhusker cop, now with my fettered hands in front of me. My rationale at the time was that after pulling off such an extraordinary Houdini-like stunt, the officers would be so impressed that they would abrogate the arrest and set me free. I know, stupid, but remember, I'd been celebrating for 32 and a half hours straight.
2: By himself, okay. Oh and I've so, seen people in shows do that handcuff yes, thing. Yes, totally, and he's oh thinking he said he
1: could do it, and he refused. So oh. people call because of the sound, the noise. The noise.
2: And so they break into his house, which is illegal. Because, well, but I mean, if there's a noise, who knows? Right? You know, I don't know what the law is. You don't know. Okay, well, th-
1: we find out. But basically what happens is he's naked. He refuses to oh put God. on clothes because he I said, think that that added to his allure. I, I, this whole naked bongo thing. Yeah. So they take him to jail. A guy says, "Dude, put on these pants." And he goes, "I don't want to. I want to prove that they I didn't resist arrest. They broke in my house." He's like, "Dude, put on these pants." Yeah. So the next morning, uh, criminal attorney and a judge come and they get him off of everything because literally the guy did everything illegal. They did it except yeah. for the sound or, ordinance. Right. 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 And he had. A, Decision. I'm going to go out the front to the paparazzi or I'm going to go out the back. And he says, I'm going out the front.
2: To the paparazzi. I'm
1: owning the... And so that's the thing. He was naked. He was yeah. playing the bongos. Right. He did have a fling with Sandra Bullock, Bullock during the time to kill when they were filming. Oh. And that's about the only one. Oh, and after really? that, he kept business and everything private. Damn. But it's a okay, cool book. That's
2: good. All right. So there you go. juicy things. All right. Listen, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, that uh, Matthew McConaughey story, I liked uh, hearing about that, and the bongo story made me laugh for a couple reasons. But, um, I, I, too, I too had a very amazing uh experience, I can attest to the uh spirituality beat. Of how the band, how being with the bongos, the okay. skin. Was this in the barn This in, at, in Montana? No, no, oh, no. I had, I had, I was in a Jamaican church in a part of L.A. called Little Jamaica. Oh, that's right, with Cousin Michael. You okay. saw God? No, no, no. Well, <laughs> okay. This was before marijuana was legal, and it was like you had to have a license, a medical marijuana a medical license. Or it operated for medicinal reasons. So Cousin Michael was a sax player and he knew where all the great jams were and it was like a Thursday This is night. our cousin
1: um, that we see all the time in L.A., Braco. Gotcha. Um
2: And he's like, you, do you, you know, Casey and I were in town. He said, you guys want to go to this Jamaican church and we jam and because it's a... Church or whatever they had, they had the dispensation. It, you know, you could. Uh, it was a ganja mm-hmm. temple of love, if you were, uh, and music. I mean, honestly, it first of all it looked like I was, whatever part of LA it was in, it was like straight out of the movies. Cute. I can't think of what the area yeah. was called. And we go in, and you know, it's all these lights, and the music is going, and it is just overpoweringly sinful. Like, yes. like, I've never... The last time I smelled anything that pungent, I actually was in Jamaica.
1: Got it. Okay. Oh, gosh. I remember on <laughs> my honeymoon, and they tried to sell it to us oh, right yeah. at it's, a really richy it, it place. It grows yeah. everywhere.
2: It's just like, it's crazy. It just grows. And so, um, you know, I'm like thinking, this is really cool, and they've got bongos, and people are just in... I love reggae music Same. anyway. It's so much fun. And so, all, and then all of a sudden, this girl comes over, and she dances, and she... You know, hands me something to share, you know, something that we're not doing anymore. And, you know, puff, puff, pass, pass. And the next thing you know, I'm playing on the, the bongos with the band. Wow. And not only am I playing, but I'm good. And you're into it. And I am into it. And I am sweating. I am sweating. Yep. I am it's those are fun to play. It really was, and I really was feeling the music, pom, and hum, I was tap, feeling tap, pom, the hum. thing. And of course, Casey was just laughing hysterically. Laughing hysterically mm-hmm. But um, I was just feeling it. I, it was really fun, and I remember thinking, I. And then I thought, well, I have always thought I was a great car air drummer, so I've had this belief about drumming in my mind. It just fed into that moment. Because I've never gone back to a bongo since. Well,
0: do you have a feeling though? If you saw if you saw a video of it, you'd be like, yeah. "That was terrible."
2: <laughs> well, not. You, I don't
1: know what the bongos because the bongos are different than playing the drum, where you have to have that third yeah, beat. You know, because
2: as if you can keep time, like you know, I'm tap, a good tap, dancer, uh, Rocco. Yeah. and You've never seen me air drum, but I'm really pretty good. <laughs> if I just say so myself, especially if you're in a car with me, okay. I mean, I know right when to hit the high one. And uh, anyway, but yeah, probably. But everyone at the church was so nice. I mean, they were just—they invited me back, and they just thought I was so great. And people were nice, and then we danced. I mean, it was just—it was the best church service I've ever been to. Imagine that!
1: (laughs) Imagine that! But you—you're the thing. I I will say, was fun playing the The bongos. bongos You can get into the beat because it's only yeah. you, You don't need that. You know, hitting the foot pedal. Like, Wait,
2: how about when we're downtown at a concert and one of those guys or guys are sitting and just playing on the paint Yeah, thing, bus and, bus they yes. and they can it's do it, and they can do the beat. It's so good. People stop, and you're just like, all of a sudden, you're moving. You it's know? amazing.
1: It's amazing. No, but so... Anywho, back to Matthew, my boyfriend. Matthew McConaughey. He talks to to
0: you every day in the car, probably,
1: and on my walks. Um, Right. This well, here he. I have a lot more stuff, but we can. We don't. I just have
2: one Matthew story. When he was on Watch What Happens Live, did you see him last week? Yes, I did. With um, the little one, the little one from the Black Swan. She was Natalie Portman. Yes, I kind of was disappointed. I wanted Andy just to have Matthew McConaughey. Same,
1: but I kind of at the same time liked that they were on together because it was were, a
2: different element. Yeah, he had two A-list people, yeah, he did. and maybe it just didn't work out. But I thought, okay, Matthew he could have had uh, one, Alone, totally. a long one-on-one. But he did. Andy did ask McConaughey. Did could he asked him about the Fast Times at Ridgemont High and the read um, the, the table reed, read the table that read. he was part of with yeah. Brad.
1: And Jennifer.
2: Yeah, he said, he said, uh, he asked back the question, could I feel the heat through the screen of Brad? Oh, yeah, yeah. He said, no. He said, but I noticed afterward the topics was about them or them, but I actually didn't notice anything for the screen, but it was good for the show the next day and got more eyes on it. That's what he said, yeah. Yeah, which, of course, was probably the whole idea behind it. That's what made it funny. And the character played by, uh, what's his name? Jug or Judd or know. you know the guy that Brad played. I don't he know. He was actually his character was Brad in the show. Oh, okay. Judge Reinhold, I think was the oh, guy. Oh, the
0: fast times Rage of Regiment yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And his name was Brad, so that was kind of the fun of it. Oh Brad, I've always thought you were sexy. Yeah. You know. We, in. Have. Uh, yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Joy, have. we've avoided it, but tomorrow we're gonna talk about
1: No, no, don't even say the name. Just it's a chef's surprise
2: tomorrow. Joy Tune in. Have- It's a Hollywood star who's just, we can't even
3: believe what's happening. Okay, thank
1: you for hanging out with us today. Have a good night, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off
4: you go.
3: If you love to travel, you love cool experiences, I think you're gonna love Viator. If you haven't heard, Viator is the world's leading travel experience marketplace. They've got everything from simple tours to extreme adventures, all the cool and interesting stuff in between as well. Well, this year, my wife and kids are making one of my bucket list trips come true. We're going to Sun Valley. So we're gonna fly to Sun Valley, and I tell you the thought of bringing skis, poles, boots, snowboards, everything, overwhelming. But that's where Viator came in. They made this incredibly easy. I just opened the Viator app, searched Sun Valley, and boom, Viator arranges a first-class experience, custom ski, snowboard, and boot fittings and tickets delivered right to the condo. It's pretty amazing. Experiences are what we love most about travel. They create these long-lasting moments and make memories that will last a lifetime. Just download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking. One app, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.